Welcome in everybody to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. And today it's week 15 in DFS that we're going to go through. We've got Saturday games. Ooh, look at NFL. Trying to play on every single night. That's what's happening here. But of course, we got our Sunday main slate. We're going to break down as well. So there's games all over the place this week. And to help us do that is D-Bro, Derek Brown, the King of Bros, the Fantasy Bro. And of course, if you want to optimize your lineups, make sure you go to fantasypros.com slash optimizer. You can optimize up to 150 lineups at once. You can upload your favorite ones to DraftKings and to FanDuel and start getting all of your DFS ducks in a row. Debro, we are blessed with some Saturday games starting at one o'clock. The Bengals and Minnesota Vikings in Cincinnati. That total is 40 and a half. Then you have Pittsburgh and Indy at 42 and a half. And then... Of course, the one we're all excited about, 815 Detroit and Denver, 48 is the number for this game. And we know that Ford Field typically gives us some points. So if you're looking at three three games in this slate, I imagine Denver-Detroit is the one where most people are going to go to. Is that the right answer? And is that how you're building the core of your lineups if you do? I think it is, Joe. I think that that's the game that's most appealing. And I think that that game just makes it easy, man. Like... It's an easy stack, like double stacking Russell Wilson in this spot just feels incredibly easy, man. And because I think that's the other part about this. Everybody on this on this uh, short slate is going to play Russ, and that's not wrong. But my thing is you need to add on the second piece. And we know Cortland Sutton is going to be the first ad there, but I'm here to tell you Jerry Judy's going to have a game, man. I'm massive in on him um, this week. Detroit has been, I mean, dude, they've just been eviscerated by slot wide receivers. You're looking at a team that since week nine's allowed the 12th most PBR points per target eighth highest passer rating when targeting opposing slot wide receivers. So I like Russ doubles, man. Give me Sutton. Give me Judy uh, back on the other side of this. Do we want to hammer the rest of the uh, the rest of this game stack here, Joey? Where do you want to go from here? Well, look, I, I think it's I think what I want to do is I want to focus on that one game because I do think, you know, Ford Field has given us a lot of totals and certainly the Detroit Lions defense is that gift that continues to give every single week. We just talked on the uh, the favorite lines of the week show Bogman was was talking about how, you know, like the blueprint is out on the Steelers. You know what to do against them, which we'll is throw the ball over the middle on them. That being said, I think it's sneaky to kind of maybe get one of those tight ends from Indianapolis in there. Maybe Downs is a guy you want to get involved with, too. Look, Pittman to me is the is the is that lock cash game guy every single week that you just know he is going to give you points. He's going to get targets. So I, I feel like there's I feel like if you're looking at this, I continue to think that, you know, Pittman is that piece that I want to start with. I think Sutton is a piece that you have to have. And then I think after that, you can get a little strange here. And I think the way you get strange is looking maybe for Pittsburgh to surprise and do something nobody thinks they're going to, which is win this game on the road because they already lost two in a row at home against lesser opponents. Like this is very Pittsburgh, I think, to do that. And then on the flip side, you have a game that with that 40 and a half with Cincinnati, Minnesota, look, Minnesota's defense has played pretty well. I want to respect that. But at the same time, Browning is still cheap enough where he is still my favorite quarterback on this slate. Man, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I mean, because I, and this is why I love attacking these short slates is because you can get so different and so weird with stuff. So you're saying Browning's your favorite quarterback. I'm going to the same game, Joey, but my favorite quarterback is Nick Mullins and nobody's going to play him. The reason I like Nick Mullins is because he, here's the thing. That game could shoot out the 40. The 40 total feels wrong to me. I feel like that line should be much higher considering, but we don't know 
what version of the Bengals and the Vikings that we're going to get. We know that they have talented, really talented pieces. Like in this game, honestly, it's like the two best wide receiver plays on the freaking slate. You got Jamar Chase, you got Justin Jefferson trying to wedge. A lot of people are going to say, okay, do I play... Who do I play up at the top? Do I play him or do I play him? The question is, can you wedge in both? And if this game shoots out and if this game surprises, I'm trying to build a lot of lineups with both Chase and Jefferson. But I love Mullins as probably my my pay down option at quarterback because we know where the ball is going to go in Minnesota. It's going to go to Jefferson. If you want to get weird, you want to go Addison. You can go, you could double stack him with Hawkinson. Hell, you could even double stack him with Ty Chandler and play that because we know this is a good rush matchup that there's check downs to be had man but so I, I I like that game a ton but going back to Denver and Detroit real fast I love that game and I and I'm not saying that other people won't okay because you're looking at these three games that's the one with the high total that's the one that people are going to look at for shootouts the reason I want to go back to that game is I think because playing Sam Laporta and also wedging in TJ Hawkinson I love two tight end builds on this slate because because we know both of those guys have integral parts of their offenses. Sure. Like Hawkinson's the number two in that passing attack right behind Jefferson. The same thing could be said for Sammy Ball game, man. Like if if Detroit has to throw the freaking ball and they don't get there based off of running, like, and I'm not saying that they can't based off of running, but if they don't, we know what Denver likes to do. Denver can shut down all your wide receivers. They cannot take Sam Laporta away, man. So I like two tight end builds. And I like, I think, two different ways to build your lineups and just to start your lineups is to try to get your lineups to where you're not picking between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but playing both. Playing or both. look, if you get Chandler, you could mm-hmm. do that. I understand that. Do you want to pivot down to downs? And it's just alternate exposures. I mean, yep. at the end of the day, that's what you're getting at here, which makes a fair amount of sense. Let's move on to the uh, Sunday games here. We'll start with Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Um, I actually like the Tampa Bay defense, which I know sounds a little crazy here, but Jordan Love could be without a lot of weapons in this one. Uh, Aaron Jones. I mean, he, who knows with him at this point how that's going to go. But it feels like, you know, the Green Bay was on that high and now just health is kind of caught up with him. And meanwhile, Tampa, Tampa has a chance to win this division. As crazy as that sounds, they are right there in the thick of it because nobody seems to want to win this thing. But from a DFS standpoint, it's hard outside of Rashad White to really get too excited about what's going on here. Uh, but maybe you see things differently. Are there are pieces of this game that are exciting for you with this 42 total. I mean, dude, I love Mike Evans. Every single week, I love Mike Evans. And in this game, I love Mike Evans because nobody's going to play Mike Evans. And if you look at <laughs> what the Green Bay Packers have done, they have the 10th highest rate of single high since week 10. Why does that matter? It's because Mike Evans decimates single high, dude. 26% target share, 45% area yard share. He has a 3.2 yards per route run. This game feels easy to me, and I think I could see this game shooting out, Joe. Um, looking at this, I like Jordan Love, and I feel like the stack with him is super, super easy. It's very straightforward. It's you're playing Dairy Belt. Debo Samuel, a la Jaden Reed. He's the man, dude. He's going to get rushing attempts. He's going to get targets. This consolidated passing attack for the Packers. The the Jordan Love doubles are super easy. It's Love, it's Jaden Reed, and it's Tucker Craft, who is a wonderful pay down option. Tampa Bay has been ripped apart by tight ends all year. And on the other side, you're expecting this game to shoot out. And if it does, again, we know where the ball is going. Chris Godwin is banged up. No other wide receivers in the Buccaneers passing attack really matters. So you could stack this game easily, Joe. Jordan Love, Jane Reed, Tucker Craft on the other side go Rashad White and Mike Evans. And if this game shoots out, 
you could be getting all the points from it. Craft is that one piece that I think is really helpful this week, especially with McCaffrey being so expensive. Yep. You're looking always offset that on DraftKings. Craft at 3,000 on DK at 4,700 on FanDuel makes a lot of sense. Next up, Atlanta and Carolina. Carolina's 1-12. This number is 34. I don't love Ritter on the road. He's coming off his best game, though, of his career, of his professional career for sure. So I don't know how much you want to copy and paste out of that uh, if you are chasing the Bijan this week, if you're chasing what you saw from Drake London last week. But it is a dicey scenario because the the split stats are stark so how do you feel about having pieces of this game is this a fade game or is this one that has more interest than people realize including maybe the Atlanta defense against Bryce Young who you know has really kind of been a turnover and a defensive points machine so to speak between the pick sixes between the interceptions and between all the sacks he's taken Carolina offense is dead to me I mean if you wanted to play Chuba Hubbard I understand the volume conversation but for me this game's easy. I'm playing Bijan Robinson. I'm going to pair him with the Atlanta Falcons defense. You don't have to do that, but it, you can go that direction. But this game, it's just Bijan, and I'm moving on, man. I mean, we know where the ball is going to go. I think Atlanta just crushes Carolina like a grape. Bijan's coming into his own, man. Like, he is getting a ton of work. Over the last four games, he's averaging almost 20 touches a game. We're seeing Tyler Algier being less and less of a thing in this backfield. I think it's B. John Robinson season, man. We have not seen. That's the thing, Joey. And the reason I keep chasing B. John Robinson, we haven't seen the game where he runs for 150 and gets two to three touchdowns. It's no, it's coming. Right. We, we haven't seen it yet. And I'm willing to bet that it it's could like be George R. R. Martin and South Park. You know, yes, the pizzas are coming. It's all it's the dragons are coming. The pizzas are coming. Everything's coming. All right, let's get to the next one here. The Giants in New Orleans. I love the Giants side of this game with the points, but 38 and a half is the number for this one. I don't have any faith in the Saints. I don't have any faith in the Giants. I know you can run on the Saints. So Barkley is interesting to me. But outside of that, this is a, a fun game to <laughs> to monitor and watch potentially as Tommy DeVito goes on the road here coming off a, a big win in Monday night. But from a DFS standpoint, this one doesn't move the needle for me either. Uh, th This one, I, I mean, I love Saquon Barkley barkley in this one because nobody's going to play him and yeah, if that's you look the at piece. the saints run it's, defense they've but been why terrible. why i mean that the stats should say play him see i'm surprised that you wouldn't think he's chalky this week i i don't think he's going to be chalky i mean I'll, I'll pull up uh roster percentages right now but i i don't think that saquon's going to be chalky this week i mean maybe i'm wrong in that call but i freaking love saquon man i think that he is he's going to crush here if you look over the last few weeks like new orleans has just been ripped in half by running backs since week nine they're allowing the most rushing yards in the nfl per game um the other way that i think you can get weird with this and i don't want to say like you know we're not always like oh let's stack up the giants offense but the other guy in this game that could be back dare i say his name is darren waller looking at him if he comes back this week man new orleans again we're talking about what they have struggled against it's tight ends dude so mm -hmm. they've given up the 12th most fantasy points per game and the eighth highest yards per reception to tight ends if darren waller comes back yeah. he's gonna be their wide receiver one so i'm fine with honestly like just if you wanted to attack this game and play saquon and the giants defense and just move on i think that's totally fine if you want to if you think that the giants route them then also playing saquon and going cheap or darren waller for his type of upside i think it's firmly in play as well i mean the saints dude I just, I got no faith. Derek Carr can't do anything. The Saints, the Saints offense is honestly banged up. Like Chris Olave is hurt. Rashid Shahid's not a hundred percent. Alvin Kamara, like, yeah, I can make you a case, but good Lord, every single freaking time he's chalk or I say he's going to go off and he does nothing. 
The Saints offense, we just don't. Yeah, I was expecting a bigger game last week from Kamara. Oh, same. But look, same. at this point, the Saints are a team that can't get out of their own way. I think they're just dead in the I water, agree. man. The Saints are just <clears throat> dead in the water. Waller is a tournament throw, dart throw to me. <laughs> the stats are there. I get that. But at the same time, I just, my faith in it is not. But Barkley, that's a piece that I can get behind. Next game on our slate, Houston, Tennessee, 37 and a half is the number for this one. Levis, you know, showed something there at the end of that game against Miami is a big victory for them. They're at home. Uncertainty about CJ Stroud's health, about Nico Collins' health. This game also, I mean, Derrick Henry's been very strong with the touchdowns too in his last three games and every single game. So I understand going Derrick Henry. Outside of that, this is, I, I know I sound like a broken record here. They, believe me, there's games I'm excited about. We'll get to them. It's just not this one either. Uh, just again, lower total, but also, you know, pieces that make it really difficult, I think, to gauge what it's going to look like. Oh, heaven help me. I like Will Levis this week. Oh, Lord. We, we've we seen the ceiling outcomes from him. Like, we now have two ceiling outcomes. And, and this is what I'm going to throw out here, Joey, okay? We just saw the Houston Texans defense make Zach Wilson look like a competent NFL quarterback. If Zach Wilson can do that, Will Levis has that in his range of outcomes as well. Houston's been terrible versus the past defense. I mean, like, since week nine, second highest yards per attempt, six most passing yards per game allowed, and the stack is easy. It's Levis and it's DeAndre Hopkins and just move on, man. I mean, like, I don't know what to think out of Houston this week. Like, I don't think that C.J. Stroud plays. I think this entire offense, if he doesn't play, it just could fold. I mean, it's going to be run by Davis freaking Mills, man. So looking at all their parts of pieces, they're all banged up. I mean, Tennessee's back to playing a good run defense, so they can, they can make Houston one-dimensional and just wipe them off the board. But... I think if you don't go Levis, DeAndre Hopkins is my favorite uh, pay down, or at least my favorite play out of this game. Um, if you wanted to play the route and just block it off and say, look, if Tennessee hangs 30 on them, I can play Henry and Hopkins and get all the points and move on. I'm, I'm not against that either. All right, let's see uh, how you feel about Chicago and Cleveland. Cleveland has done a really good job of you know keeping those passing yards down. They're one of the best in the league, and actually the best, I should say, in the league uh, in terms of the lowest passing yards allowed. Uh, the Bears have been very respectable lately. Um, certainly with that huge win we talked about last week, we were in on that game and that upset. We got it. But now it's a different story for me going on the road. Um, I think Fields will have some trouble throwing the football against the Cleveland defense. He'll probably run for a lot. But again, I don't know how that offsets necessarily on the road and on the Cleveland side of this game too. Uh, Cleveland is an offense that's really hard to get excited about. I think both of the defenses are in play here, surprisingly so. Chicago's defense has played much better. Sweat's been a good addition. The number's only 38. This is another game too that's kind of mid for me. But what do you think about this one? I'm, I mean, every week, all week, I'm always in on Justin Fields, man. And this comes down to this Browns defense is pretty banged up, man. Like Grand Delpit's out. Denzel Ward's not 100%. They missed you. They just lost one of their D tackles. So you're looking at this. This is not a full strength Browns pass defense or just defense overall. And if you look at what Cleveland's actually done versus mobile quarterbacks. So I know they haven't played a ton of them, but they played Lamar twice. Russell Wilson once though, those three games, Lamar and Russ combined to complete 64% of their passes, 8.4 yards per attempt, and they average 34 yards rushing. I think Fields can have a good day here. The, the only thing that will push me off of Fields on this slate is DJ Moore. If he does not play, then I'm just Xing this game off. He missed practice on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I do think he plays. Now, if he plays, then, then we got a game, baby. Like, I, I don't want any kind of Cleveland Browns uh, this week. I, I, the Chicago Bears uh, defense, both run and pass, has been incredible over the last few weeks. So they are in play. 
And if you wanted to onslaught this, like go Fields, DJ Moore, and the Bears defense, totally with it. All right, let's go on here. I promise you, everybody, I will get excited. It's going to have to get to the Los Angeles Rams. Very excited about the Rams this week. Very excited about that game. Uh, Next one, the Jets and Miami. So uh, from this perspective here, the game, uh, a low total for a Miami game, 37 and a half. You got Zach Wilson coming off his best game as a pro, too. So I guess all he needed to do was uh, uh, say, hey, Zach, don't worry. You don't have to be a Jet next year. And he goes, oh, really? Awesome. I'm going to go and have a great <laughs> game. And then somebody else will want me. 37 and a half. Uh, Mostert very much in play for this game. A-Chan very much in play for this game. I think we can agree on that. Uh, you do get the volume of Garrett Wilson, but it is always a tough thing to gauge. But in your opinion, do you you know, with Tyreek Hill's ankle issue and some of the other issues. To me, the pivot is that run game for the Dolphins, which has been so good, especially from a touchdown equity standpoint. Mostert's been off the chart. To me, that's a really good piece from this game that you want to put in your lineups. Yeah, man. I mean, an A-chan dealing with the toe injury. We'll see. Does he play? Does he not? Mike McDaniel said he's kind of up in the air. And if that's the case, I mean, Raheem Mostert just becomes an even better play. So I think for me in this game, Joey, it's Raheem Mostert, and you can forget the rest of the pieces. I'm just full fading this game outside of Mostert. All right. Next one on there is the Kansas City Chiefs going to New England. Another low total, 37. Certainly Patrick Mahomes, I think, is uh, has a lot of feelings. And I think everyone kind of, you know, is just getting a little crazy with all that. I think it's just frustration with the, how the season's gone. Yep, it just agreed. all came out of that one moment. Um, and, and like it ended up getting focused on the refs, but I'm sure it's been focused on his teammates as well. And they've let him down. Now you got a spot where you're going to New England. Um, it's not as difficult a place to play when Tom Brady's not playing quarterback on the other side. The New England Patriots coming off a surprising victory. Bailey Zappi, a surprising performance. But again, to reinvest in that seems crazy to kind of chase that car. Uh, instead, Kansas City, I think if you want to talk about get right game, this is it where I think exposure to Kansas City is probably at an all time low. Mm-hmm. And this would be a good opportunity, I think, to reacclimate and, and and sort of get back on the Kansas City Chiefs train. What do you think, though? I'm totally in on it, man. And I think that the pieces are easy to, to go with in this game. You want to play Mahomes? You don't have to pay up for Travis Kelsey. You get your you get your Kelsey exposure by playing Mahomes. So for me, this game is super easy, Joey. Um, I think Demario Douglas, if he plays, is in play for large field tournaments. But my favorite two plays out of this game, if you're playing Mahomes, it's single stack him over Sheet Rice who has just been incredible. I mean, over since week 12, he has a 26% target share, 33% first read share. Those numbers are just bonkers. So it's Mahomes, it's Rice. Uh, You could bring him back on the other side with either Zeke or Demario Douglas. Uh, If you don't want to play Mahomes, then just play the little mini stack of uh, Zeke and Rasheed Rice and move on, man. I mean, Jeez, Joey. I mean, Zeke got 29 freaking touches last week, and we know that you can run on the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, Mm -hmm. it sounds insane to say I love Zeke on this slate, but good Lord, I do. Well, and I think people won't. Uh, to be honest, 6,500 on FanDuel, I think it makes a lot of sense. Again, you're looking to sort of offset some of the costs of the bigger pieces we want this week. And some of those big pieces, you know, some of the stuff in the Detroit game is on Saturday. Same thing with Jefferson and Chase. So your wide receiver, you know, Jefferson, Chase, Cortland, Sutton, and Pittman are all on the Saturday slate, which opens up a lot of interesting selections. Rice, one of those guys we talked about, also talking about some of these matchups that aren't great for wide receivers and maybe DJ Moore being hurt. Uh, there are a few wide receivers worth investing in, I can assure you. And they are in this next game. Los Angeles Rams total for this game is 50. They're hosting the Washington Commanders. Not once all year has Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua both gone over 100 yards in the same game. I think you get it in this one. Mm -hmm. I thought Stafford looked as good as he's looked all week, all year rather. I should say he has 
Um, had three straight games of 20 plus points. So against Arizona, Cleveland and Baltimore, Cleveland, Baltimore, some really good defenses. Now he's taking on a Washington commanders defense. That is not good. That secondary is not good. They don't get to the quarterback. I love the all in stack here on the Rams. I want all of it. Um, and you want to do a Cooper lineup with Stafford and Kyron. That's cool. You want to flip it around with Puka that all that all works for me. If you want to go completely all in, I'm good with that. It's running it back. That's my big question. Um, do you want to run it back at all? Or you just go all the Rams all the time. You go all the Rams all the time. Definitely. I mean, Stafford doubles are firmly in play. If you want to and the way, so you can go a bunch of different ways. And you, you mentioned it, Joey, you can go Cooper and Puka. You can go one of the wide receivers and go Kyron Williams. Because again, the commander's run defense has been nothing short of terrible. After losing uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they've given up the 10th highest rushing touchdown rate, the third highest charge of contact per attempt. So knowing where the ball goes in this Rams offense is pretty freaking easy, especially with Tyler Higby banged up, Joey. I mean, it's cup it's nakua and it's kyron and it's where who do you want to play and how many rams or too many rams this week and i don't think there's a wrong i don't, I don't think, think there's a wrong answer a man this is i don't think there is this is a statement game where los angeles could just say you know what we are putting our names out there and saying we are a possible playoff contending team we're going to drop 35 on you see if you can match it and if washington is going to try to keep pace on the other side the two uh players that stick out to me one could be curtis samuel uh over the last two weeks uh, or at least two games that he has played 25 percent target share the rams we know that the way that you attack them is the middle of the field and if you want to do that with samuel that's fine the other part of the piece if you don't want to go with curtis samuel is logan thomas man because again we've seen the rams get eaten alive by tight ends hello isaiah likely you had yourself a game baby we've also seen the ceiling outcome from logan thomas joe like he has ceiling outcomes littered through his game logs so for me it's one of those two guys is the bring back if you don't want to bring a player back i get it but i think that's wrong one the high total and two we know that washington is gonna throw the ball man so the volume's gonna mm -hmm. be there right. so go look mm -hmm. my favorite bring back honestly is logan thomas so all the rams all the time get you samuel get you logan thomas and love life it's interesting too because like the rams defense is 4300 they're Ooh. less expensive this week than the Falcons. Ooh. And, and I think that's kind of odd. At least that's on uh, FanDuel. On DraftKings, yeah. the Falcons are at 3,600. The Rams are at 3,100. Again, Love like, that. Uh, I see a lot of mistakes with Howell. I see a lot of potential for turnovers in that one. So I, I like Los Angeles a lot. All right. San Francisco 49ers are huge favorites in this one. 47 and a half is the number as they head to Arizona. It's hard not to think McCaffrey could have an absolute smash game again, back to back, even better, perhaps. It's just tough, man. He's so expensive. So I guess the question is, if you want to have McCaffrey, I try to put it together and it's really tough because I feel like those guys that are missing because of the Saturday games and Monday night games, that it's really difficult to get a lineup that you like with McCaffrey in it. Whereas the lineups that I do with Cooper Cup and going heavily there, you can pay down for Z you can you know get some good value at running back in some other spots i think it works better yeah i, I look i i think it's every single slate we play the game of do you mccaffrey or do you not mccaffrey this mm -hmm. this week you can make you can make a really good argument on both sides of that aisle. And what I'll say is if you're not playing CMC, and I think that there are very good arguments to not play him because if he goes for 20, he goes for 25, you can find 25 points on DK and from other running backs. We've seen it all year. 
And the, the two things when I was writing up the primer, Joe, that, that really jumped out to me about the 49ers team. So since week nine, yes, they're still running slow as I'll get out. They're last in neutral pace. But Joey, since week mm-hmm. nine, they are throwing at the 10th highest rate in the NFL. So if you're not playing McCaffrey, you sure as hell better be playing a 49ers wide receiver. And Brock Purdy doubles are in play this week. And it's easy, man. For me, it's Brandon Ayuk, but the easiest best play out of this whole stinking game is Debo <laughs> Samuel, dude. And he is just going to keep on doing the damn thing. If you look at the coverage shells, the coverage shell for the Arizona Cardinals. So over their last few games, or excuse me, looking at the last eight games uh, they played, they have been extremely too high heavy. Who eats too high alive? It's Debo, baby. Versus too high, 30% target share, 3.9 yards per route run, a 37% first read share so i love debo in this game so expensive though too he's 8400 on Fanduel on dk he is 7700 like the guy he's 30 burgers man he could do it i know i know i know and this is why my pivot in this game you're gonna laugh but i think my pivot is the kittle like you know like we're the last time he faced arizona had one catch but like i i time where it's just really hard to pay up but i want exposure to this game i think kittle's the way to do it i think he's a little you know underpriced actually potentially this week for what could be there here's an interesting one too never last one here very public game 15 and a half buffalo hosting dallas now dallas has been terrific at home haven't been on the road in a while very much so this is going to be a new test for them out in the elements a little bit but again it's not necessarily going to be like the worst situation weather wise it looks like and then buffalo coming off a big victory but still i think uh, a team where you look at them offensively and you still say everything is not clicking right either necessarily so what do you take out of this game what are you looking for does this one live up to the hype and is it going to have more exposure than it should i dude i think dallas steamrolls them I really do. When I was breaking this game down, I'm looking for the edge of how Buffalo can attack Dallas. And I'm just not seeing it, man. Like, I'm not... Like, Mm. Stefan Diggs has not been Stefan Diggs. Like, Stefan Diggs has not been very good. If you look over week... His last seven games, Joey, Stefan Diggs doesn't have a 100-yard receiving day over the last seven games. Basically, since Dalton Kincaid became a thing, he has not been great. In three of his last four games, just looking from an overall fantasy production standpoint, Stefan Diggs has been the wide receiver 52 or lower in three of the last four games. I'm not playing Diggs. There's no, you'd have to pay me to play Diggs. So looking at Buffalo, I, I'm fine full fading this offense, man, because Dallas, I think, just romps them. And you want to go Dak, you want to go uh, C.D. Lamb. I think they're both firmly in play. The other uh, oppo kind of play in this one is is looking at Tony Pollard. Buffalo's run defense has been much better lately. But if you look at Tony Pollard over the last few weeks, he's been the wide receiver too in this offense. He's at a 15% target share since week 11. Buffalo has allowed the fourth most receiving yards per game and the third highest yards per reception to running backs. So... I think there's a really easy case to be made of not even playing Dak in this game and just playing Pollard and Lamb, getting all the Dallas points and full fading Buffalo because I I get that Buffalo is at home, but Lord help me, I, I don't know for the life of me why they're favored here. No, uh, I don't either. And I already took Dallas on the money line. So uh, obviously I agree with you, Uh, but some really interesting games here. Again, there's some harsh fade ones that we've kind of gone through. I know it was a little, you know, sour grapes in the beginning, but 
it's just how I see it. Now, one of those games will go sideways. That's just the nature of the beast. So if one of them is going to go sideways, maybe Derek's probably right. Maybe it's the Tampa Green Bay one. <clears throat> Who knows? Maybe we get a little bit more action in Chicago and Cleveland. But overall, some of these matchups are a little lackluster. I think you really want to focus this week on the Kansas City Chiefs, focus on the Rams, focus on the 49ers, focus on, you know, maybe some of the Dallas Buffalo as well. I think that will probably serve you better in the long run. But there is definitely some value to be had. You're going to have to find it, too, because this is a really tough puzzle this week to put together. It's a very stars and scrubs. So make sure you're getting the right pieces. Make sure you're using all the help at fantasypros.com slash optimizer as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel. Drop your comments below and you just might win a one-year free premium upgrade to the best betting tools on the planet. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.